In a distant place in the Swedish forest lies a village called the Tune Village. There in the sunny meadow lies a red cottage built in the old manors of Darsland, a Darsland's house. Red color with white decor. The surrounding garden is a magical place with knocks and cranes just big enough for a house elf or two. In the little pond, you can on a sunny day spot the salamanders as they play with the water fairies. The enchanted creatures of the meadow is not the only thing living here. Because here is the home of Gunnbrit Gustafsson, lector in jazz singing at the Royal College of Stockholm, singer, artist, choir leader and concert producer. Today we are diving into Gunnbrit's magical meadow. The shy farm girl from a small village that traveled the country of Sweden with her voice and sang into our heart. From churches to community centers, hospitals, schools, to the beautiful blue or golden halls, Gunnbrit's strong and powerful voice has filled spaces with classical, folk tunes, and jazz songs, through the years taking the listeners out on magical journeys. She's one of the most positive, sensitive listeners I ever met, and she has the ability to find beauty and expression in every performer. She releases art that is captured, so it can grow into its full potential. Before we dive into the interview, in her house in the magical meadow and talk about her singing approach as a singer herself and as a lector. We talk about how she felt like a really bad teacher in the beginning of her teaching career and how she had to work her way up to the top, going against some of the most profound norms of singing. How she's having beautiful concerts in her barn outside her house in the meadow, some of the local artists and some of the national best and biggest artists to her little small barn in the middle of the Tune village. Ladies and gentlemen, here is Gunnbrit Gustafsson with the local tune. As we walk over the fields with the trio Forget Me Not, with Peter Söderlund on flute and Nils Lundström on piano. Enjoy. Du händerna är tå 
Welcome to Master in Music, Gunnbrit Gustafsson. How are you? Fine, thank you. Yeah, we are sitting here in a, a lovely place in the middle of the forest in Sweden. It's your house yes. in Dals Rostock, it's called. And you have a lovely, I don't know what to call this room, it's like a, I don't know. What do you call this room? Is it the music room or is it the living room or is it a combination between music and living room? Music and living, because here I have my choir. Uh, the people are between 70 up to 89 years old. So we are 20 singers in this room. So I use it for education yeah. and also big parties. Oh. And I like the space and the, the light in this yeah. room. You have big windows and... It has this uh, old-fashioned charm over it. Yeah. But maybe your living room, like, is somewhere you live, and you live from music, so maybe it's living room is a uh, uh, correct. Yes, actually. yes. Because <laughs> you live from music. You're a singing teacher and singing lecturer in the Royal Conservatorium of Stockholm. Do you call it a conservatorium or is it university? No, it's, it's Royal College. College, okay. It's the name. Yeah. Mm. Because there's a little bit difference between conservatoriums and universities and yes. college. Mm. But in Sweden, we only have uh, college and universities, right? Mm. So you've been uh, teaching there for quite a while, actually. Yes. Yeah, and you were in the Just Department. That's correct. So how does a normal day look like in your life? Because you live in Dalsland, who is quite far from Stockholm, actually. Yeah, I go by train yeah. to Stockholm, maybe Monday afternoon or Tuesday morning. And uh, I start in the afternoon to with my senior students yeah and then i work for three days maybe and it's very compromised uh, compromised into yes a short time, a short period. time yeah. yeah because i have between 15 or, or 25 students a week yeah. and then i live with a really nice lady she's what you say in sweden a real culture tante ah. she's a woman who 
have um, tickets for drama, for music. She comes to Royal College to listen to our students' concerts and I can live there with her in a small room and uh, that's what I can afford. <laughs> yeah, of course, because yeah. it's super expensive to live yes. in, in Stockholm. It's like <laughs> Yeah, crazy. so she's my luck uh, and she's now this corona time yeah i haven't been in stockholm since mars no and so we talk on the telephone and yeah. uh, keep the contact and she's really she thinks it's boring yeah of course yeah it's such a for actually for a, a very active lady like who loves culture so much yes. and was probably out every evening at some yes. culture event it must be like such a big difference yes it is so is then she, i have you asked me how it how it looks yeah. so I just have lessons, lessons, lessons. Uh, and then I'm, I work a lot for the people who work there. Yeah. Um, so I take care of things for people's health uh, yeah. also. Oh, nice. <clears throat> I mean, being a singer is quite, um, it's a little bit like hard to neglect your body <clears throat> because your instrument is like kind of inside you. Yes. So how do you... How do you deal with that, that you cannot see the instrument? Because yes. it must be hard when you have a student to like, you cannot open them up. <laughs> yeah, that's hard. And that's the, um, I can, an example is I had a teacher and I studied in Arvika. Yeah. Uh, and he was playing the organ and the piano and he had been teachers, teacher yeah. teaching this. And then he was a very good singer too. His name is Anders Hörngren. Yeah, I know him. So. <laughs> yes, I you know, know him. So. He's amazing. <laughs> I was like, when you say organ and piano, I was yeah. like, that was Anders. Uh, yes, yes, <laughs> yes. And he's he's crazy and very curious person. And he said, when I started uh, my education to be a singing teacher, I've really felt this is it. I don't want to educate anyone to play the piano. Yeah. Singing is so much more interesting. Yeah. It's a very, the meat with the, the other person that's a big thing yeah because you have to see the as you said the body and how it connects with your breathing and your vocal cords of course yeah. and you really have to go into the person to yeah. get the best out yeah the personality and yes i guess that's also why they're kind of sensitive because it's kind of part of your personality as well Yes. So when you are working with you, I mean, every time you uh, are learning an instrument, I also see it like personal development, because every problem you would have with that instrument is actually things that is maybe things that you need to work on in your personality. Like, for example, with me, I, I have had very little patience with stuff. So I, I had to work on my patience a lot when I learned an instrument because it was important to me to actually um, put the time in and do the work properly. You cannot just, uh, oh, yeah, it's kind of like this, you know. That doesn't work and it's not accepted, especially not in the classical world, because it has to be precise and it has to be thought through, especially it has to be like in the kind of style of the epoch that you're playing in and stuff like that. But uh, I also have... A lot of singer friends, of course, and they always like it's, it's hard because they have to. The voice is such a big part of yourself. Like you are the instrument, actually. So it can be hard to, to also kind of break through that. But when you do it, it's such a reward. So that's really like worth all the fighting and all the sweat, you know. But also, it can be dangerous if you do it the wrong way, mm. because singing is like something that everyone does. 
like oh, yes. I hope, yeah. I hope, <laughs> I hope. So like you should sing for your children or you do, do stuff, you know, or maybe you are humming in the car when you're driving to your work. But if you do it the wrong way, actually a lot of, there is some pop artists that had problems because they didn't learn it properly. So then they kind of destroyed the vocal cords. Yeah. So what are the like dangers with if singing wrong? I usually say you can't do it. You can't sing in a bad way if you listen to your body. If it hurts, don't do it. But also like when you exercise your body, you you get muscle pain. Yeah. So you have to be really a good listener to yourself and your body and compare this was good, this felt good. Uh, I don't go for the sound when I have beginners or really good singers with a lot of education, mm -hmm. I try to get them to feel the voice. Mm -hmm. Is that yeah. strange? <laughs> um, be because we, our ear is our enemy. You want to sound like someone or no, that doesn't, doesn't sound good. No, it cannot do it in the beginning. It's like learning anything. Yeah. You cannot do it right. And have you been doing things uh, we say you are a dancing teacher and then you have an, some lesson, you get some support and they say, no, that's wrong. You have to change. It's the left foot first and then the right. Then you have your body and your brain gets like really confused. Yeah. So the hardest thing is I said, oh my God, if I could just take out the hard drive of the brain and put new one in mm -hmm. and say, now we start from the beginning. Yeah. You have all the knowledge you need to have about yourself and your body. And you are going to experience that. Yeah. I know everything intuitive. Yeah. It, isn't it like I heard sometimes uh, that singers uh, talk about when you're a child and you scream because then you have like all this power to scream mm. very, very loud. Mm. And it's kind of a, an ability that we are born with. Yeah. Everyone can scream when they are children. Yeah. And then kind of on the way to becoming grown up, we, we lose it. Yes. But actually from the beginning, we kind of have it naturally. Mm -hmm. But uh, so when people say they cannot sing, it's a lie. Yes, it's a lie. <laughs> because they, they were able to sing when they were kids, actually, even though they were screaming. Mm. So it's just about preserving that kind of ability to make sounds. Yeah. That is uh, to the To trick. go back. Yeah, to go back. So I use a lot of songs from Astrid Lindgren yeah. and songs that you're grown up with to find the natural voice to start with. Mm -hmm. So you don't make a sound. I want to sound like Adele or yeah. I want to sound like... And you have to find your own voice. And that's my issue. I really want them to find their voice and accept it. And then you could develop it, do it. Yeah. And... We are copycats because that's how we learn to talk. Yeah. And yeah, it's, you need both, you, of course. But you, as I said, you have to take the responsibility to see this me mm. and what is my wish and how are my uh, people who listen to me, what do they say, what, what do they like uh, and should I care? Yeah. I'm this person, I'm this singer, but of course you have to have get feedback, yeah. of course. <laughs> That's what we live on. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. And I mean, I'm also thinking that maybe you have to like, uh, you need, especially like someone from the outside telling you how it sounds, because then you can connect it to how it feels. Yes, So you course. can like connect the feeling like, oh, now I did like this, I felt like that. Mm. And then it sounds like this. Mm. Yes. 
And this, I can imagine that it's like really important to record yourself. It is. And <laughs> uh, back to Arvika. Yeah. I have ha- had then studied two years and changed my singing teacher. Mm-hmm. And he said the first 10 lessons, oh, don't do that. Mm. Maybe not so good because I was crying. Yeah. Every after every singing lesson, I thought, "What is this? Why? Why does he say so?" But yeah. my thing was that I have a very strong grand voice from the yeah. beginning, yeah. and expanded it to a mezzo. And I was singing back here, yeah. and I was twenty plus, so yeah. it didn't sound like I sound like an old person, yeah. and it was no good. Um, and this person, he did right. I got my voice back, my natural mm. voice, and then could build. But once he says, oh, that note, that was good. Yeah. And that was the first note that I felt was the was bad because uh. I couldn't rela- relate, as you said, mm. to the good one. The, the you know, When the tone is outside your mouth, not inside. Yeah. So, and all your... Uh, overtones. Overtones, so easy yeah. <laughs> to say. They... They have to go here in yeah. the, not inside. Yeah. So then he recorded me with this, you know, enormous. Uh, yeah, um, like big ones yes. in the old days. <laughs> yeah. And I could listen to it and hear my voice from the outside. And there was, aha. Yeah. When I lose the grip of my tongue, then the audience have it. Yeah. And that was really a really good thing. Yeah. But it took time to get over all these bad things that I have done because I thought you know I, that this is the thing yeah but maybe it's hard because sometimes we become too intellectual you know yeah. that we are thinking too much mm. and it's easier to keep control and yeah. we want to have control yeah over everything but actually when you learn how to just let it happen and let it just be mm. then then you really get the higher level because you are brave enough to let it go yeah and let the body work for, for itself mm. I, I really like discovered how much your body actually can do for you without you interfering. Mm. I play so much better when I don't like interfere <laughs> with my like intellectual thought. But our society is very intellectual. Everything is like designed off the brain. That's why we're also sitting still a lot and our body don't get enough exercise in our society because we, we value intellectual work more. If someone has a job who is like sitting by the office and thinking, it, they get probably much more money than a person working with their physical body actually which is like kind of weird because our brain is like designed to work physically yeah that's where we are getting more intelligent according to the psychologist in sweden the anders hansen who wrote a book about how exercise is affecting your brain yes <laughs> yeah and mm. it was really interesting to see how much like they did a lot of studies on how your brain um, gets younger actually by exercising three times a week and how walking can really like help you for diabetes and stuff like that. That is a big disease in, in especially in our northern country where we have very dark and yeah, it's hard to exercise in the winter because yeah, it's hard to motivate yourself when it's like dark at four o'clock. Yeah. It's like no sense sleep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, it's important when you want to sing to do it natural. Natural. Yeah. So many people have asked me, couldn't you write a book about your methods? And I think I don't have any, so I I named it Natural Singing. Mm-hmm. And I haven't written it yet, uh, just... It's coming. <laughs> no, <laughs> I'm doing so many other things now. 
Um, so I said, just breathe in, then breathe out, make it noise. That's mm. my basic thing. Don't overdo it. It's it's not so hard. Just breathe in, and then sing. Yeah. But as you said, so many, and especially those who have studied for a long time, they they think, oh no, that's couldn't be that easy. So if I have had, we say, from one hundred students, when I say that this to them, they want to change the the teacher because they think it should be harder. Yeah. No, it isn't. But it's really hard to just breathe in and just sing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but we have some like really famous singers in in Sweden. Actually, one that you were compared to a lot, uh, Tommy Sjöberg, mm. who is one of the person who actually didn't take a lot of singing lessons. No, like he, he said, no, I don't need it because you know I um, breathe and I sing. Yes, that's right. <laughs> so it's one of the oldest like uh, teaching books in the world. Yeah, <laughs> I breathe and I sing. Yeah. But uh, it's the it's it's really the art of doing something simple. Mm-hmm. It's like I always say to my cello students that cello playing is the art of relaxation. Mm-hmm. Because the more you relax, the better it gets. But our brain wants to like, oh, I have to exercise. I have to do a force because if I do it like, if I want something, I have to tense. Mm-hmm. I have to use physical muscles. But this total opposite. Mm-hmm. So when they really want to play well, they have to be like, ah. Oh, I really want to play well, like relax super much. Mm, yeah. And it's super hard. Like yes. every time they have a problem with something like, oh, Patrona, it's hard. I cannot do it. And I'm like, relax. Mm. <laughs> and they're like, oh, it works. And they're like, oh, damn it. Yeah. And I suppose that you also say breathe yeah. when you take. Exactly. Actually, when I applied for the music conservatorium a long time ago, I uh, actually didn't enter in Gothenburg in the university because the cello teacher there, he said, I don't breathe when I play. And he said it was very uncharming. <laughs> so he didn't accept me into the, uh, to, the, um, to the school. And he said that I have to play cello more, like I'm lying in this, you know, this kind of, um, when you have a summer house, you have this kind of yeah. fabric between the trees that you're lying. Mm-hmm. It's called a swing mat or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if I direct translate it to Swedish, you know, <laughs> Swedish. But <laughs> probably my boyfriend would say something else. But uh, yeah, you get the picture. Yes. Uh, and I, I was like, what the fuck is this? You know, I couldn't understand what he was <laughs> saying. And I was like, how can you decline someone alive with music because of this? But then I'm like, now when I'm older and wiser, I'm like, you're so right. Mm, yeah. You understand you were right. They yeah. give you right. Totally right. <laughs> so it's important this kind of, but I think also like sometimes we get so stressed that it's like hard to think of simple solutions, but um, there is truth. It's like Mozart, he always says like, it was very simple things, but it really made it genius. Yeah. So simply, simply the best, mm-hmm. maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, yeah, let's go back on the memory lane from mm-hmm. the beginning. Yeah. Because uh, yeah, I I know that you were you are a Dutchlandic person. Or, yes. Yeah. <laughs> so you come from here and you decided to yeah that this was the blessed place. But uh, you took a tour around the Swedish yeah yeah the country. Mm-hmm. This is a big country. So you started here and um, yeah, of course I did my research. So I know that your mother was singing. Yeah. So that's how it started. Yes, it was. It was like that. She's, hmm. it's a good memory. We are, I'm born at a farm. Yeah. And she, she was singing a lot and in the choir for over 40 years mm-hmm. in the church choir. And we were singing together and performing yeah. when I was younger. Uh, she's, she was very shy. She could have been a singer, but she was too shy. Mm-hmm came up from up north yeah. 
where the big jantelag yeah. uh, comes from, uh, where you shouldn't think that you are good or do something that don't put out your chin and say I can sing. Yeah. But she's been singing with me and she t- taught me so many songs from child songs to all of me. Mm. She really loved Alice Pop, Sarah Fitzgerald, yeah. Sarah Warren, Natalie Cole. Mm. So, and she still listens at jazz music. She yeah. likes that a lot. Mm. So my, uh, I said to someone the other day and I thought, yeah, that's right. It was like it, when when the speech and the words don't you're not enough. No, it's not, it's not enough. It's like you, then you have to expand and sing it. And I, wa- I often wondered when did people start singing. Mm. But when you do, uh, when I talk about speech in singing, so it, it's really about that. Uh, and then you expand. Yeah. And you go for singing. And my parents had told me I was singing all the time and just to make noise was so good. Yeah. And then I cho- chose uh, between <laughs> to be a hairdresser yeah. <laughs> or a farmer. But music was nice, so I went to further yeah. studies. And it was like so natural for me to sing. So I thought it was too easy. Yeah. Doesn't that sound bad? <laughs> so then I started to... Of course, in my time, you just could take um, lessons from a classic yeah. uh, singing teacher. But there was some challenge yeah. to do this. It was like another world. I came from here. Yeah. I hadn't heard a person singing sing in that way before. Not yeah. natural singing. So it's not, that's how it started. Yeah. Mm. And then you went to Karlstad? Yes. It's uh, like one of the closest cities if you go north. Yeah. And then you went to Arvika Ingesund. Yeah. We have had uh, other people from that uh, school, actually, including myself. Yes. But also um, Ulf Aderbrandt, the, the, the conductor, the rock conductor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he was also uh, Ingesund's uh, former Profile. student. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so it's a, a place where a lot of great people come from. So, and it's in the middle of the forest, actually, and mm-hmm. it's in the middle of nowhere, close to the most beautiful nature and the beautiful lake. There's a saying here in, in Dorsland, back to the nature, like the Renaissance, uh, you know, feeling. Mm. But uh, what did you take from Arvika Engesund, the school and the nature? Like, what was so good with that? What do you have in your backpack from that school? Hmm. It was um, a very good school in many ways. Not so many students, uh, really high-class teachers they were coming from stockholm and from oslo yeah because they was in the middle yeah and uh, we had so good practicing rooms yeah you could practice until in the middle of the night yeah and i lived at the school yeah so you had the perfect yes <laughs> and you had all the food on the table yeah. that's one thing um you could when you lived at the school yeah. you had breakfast lunch and afternoon yeah coffee and tea and of course food in the evening mm. um, that was good and was good for running you had all these surroundings so you could sports yeah. and swimming i did yeah. <laughs> in the morning a lot of seniors swim Is yeah good for the breathing yeah, yeah maybe I, i've been doing this uh, sports uh, very much because i like it and that was also one of my sights yeah. to run and uh, be and in 
yeah, I was I was running. Yeah, or do you like this uh, multiple uh, sports like that? Uh, Usain Bolt does. Yes, he's <laughs> like running fast yes. and, uh, and jumping high. Jumping and high, and yeah. Throwing things and climbing yeah. uh, with my arms only. Oh yeah. So what do I take from there? I take this. You had all the possibilities. You had not so many things disturbing you. Yeah. Like a city. Yeah. Um, so you could concentrate, and that was in the walls of this house, mm-hmm. because very many came from there, um, who came from the there, they are now in big orchestras or are really famous. But I think it has changed over time uh, a little bit now in Arvika. It's not like no, of course the the generations uh, skip mm. through and. I mean, when I went there, we had we were lucky because most of the like teachers were retired, very big names in Sweden who yes. used to teach at other schools. But then they were like retiring in the beautiful countryside, mm. and then they were like, "Yeah, I can teach uh, two days a week or one day a week." And a lot of them were kind of yeah past the retirement age, but really like amazing people. That's mm. what I remember. Mm. And I remember that the school was really like mm, the the mentality was really healthy in one way because mm-hmm. they were like always thinking that yeah may, maybe you cannot do it now but you will learn you know mm-hmm. because they are educating uh, pedagogues and they are trying to teach people how to be teachers mm-hmm. and of course like I just left when the new reform came in Sweden that the teachers also have to do other subjects not only music teachers they are like having to combine two subjects or three subjects and the whole pedagogic system changed when i left um, because i also i was accepted to the um, the teacher school actually mm-hmm. but then my uh, teacher my uh, cello teacher losing in stuff he said patronala don't stay here <laughs> i think that you want to do something else yes <laughs> and i kind of felt that that was true so then i went out of the um, yeah forest and went to the south, yeah. the south, like Skåne, mm. in Sweden, <laughs> the south of Sweden, because I kind of, yeah, I think it was too close because I came from here and then Arvika was my first stop. Yeah. And I always had a lot of adventure in me, even yeah. restless. So I needed <laughs> to go out and I did that. So uh, I am happy. But also I had, I was there for two years. So mm. I think for me, it's always nice to have fresh new things. And I think I was thirsty for new new things. Yeah. I always been thirsty for challenging my personality like mm. leaving countries and every time i leave the country i, I always regret it but because <laughs> it's exhausting it's so exhausting and everyone has this romantic picture mm. of how it is to move abroad and oh my god it's exhausting you come to this place and you oh my god when i moved to belgium and they were speaking only french and i was trying to just you know write write myself into the municipality Oof. yeah that was really good for mental muscles. Yeah. Let's say that. Mm. <laughs> so, but you can use that. It is good. But yes, it musicians, is. Uh, I think musicians kind of always have to, we have to move a lot. We have to travel a lot, even if you don't leave the country. And especially in a country like Sweden, like you travel a lot to work. Mm. It's probably like two and a half or three hours, even more, mm. maybe. Mm. Yeah. Four or five. Four or five. Oh my God. Yeah. You know, that's going to work in Sweden. Yeah. <laughs> in the Netherlands, they're like, 30 minutes, it's mm. so far. Oh, it's far. <laughs> no, we can, can we bike there? <laughs> yes. <laughs> no, we cannot. <laughs> if you can, but it's going to take one week. <laughs> yeah, it's not, not so good. Um, but so when I, I when I look back and I'm, I'm thinking that, I'm, oh my God, you're getting so old because it's the new things now and a new generation. Things that I took from Arvika was 
to concentrate, meditate. <laughs> I didn't know what that word was, yeah. I, I promise. But you, of, of, you could really be something. Mm -hmm. You could, you could so much exercise and so much opportunities to sing. We could have what we call a small st student concert Wednesdays. It was people quite came and listened and the students and they had i've been doing this song now for two weeks and now i want it on stage yeah. to see if it if it goes well mm -hmm. and um, and we had all these parties yeah. and i was singing of course in the band <laughs> you could you shouldn't but i did chicago tunes and yeah. you know uh, and then the, and so it could be for some people maybe people like you uh, even though it, then it was 1980 to 84, mm. I went there. They, of course, they could feel like, oh, everybody knows my name. Everybody sees me. I can't and be not be seen. So some people wasn't so good with that. Yeah. But I liked it. And I worked a lot, of course, there with, with Eliabgård students. Yeah. Um, Student council. Yes, and, uh, and I sat in the broad board yeah. for the whole school, yeah. like a student. So that's what I've been doing all my life, uh, yeah. working to get things better. And I started in this education, you, yeah. like you, so it was a reform. And it was then you could see, you could try in for the schools 1979 and um, be a teacher or a musician. And yeah. So... It was uh, a new reform, and you should do so many subjects. It yeah. was not just sing yeah. or play the piano or the guitar. So you had to do so many subjects, and we all we had to lessen them as to yeah. to, to take some away because it was too much. Yeah. But it was a good thought. Oh, this is good. This is good. You need to know how to play the flute, how to play the guitar, how to yeah. play the drums, and um, yeah, it was in the start and it was um, some beginnings beginning uh, faults yeah, yeah of course like beginning mistakes and yeah it's also like when politics and education goes together you know when people are deciding that they're not uh, in the system mm. kind of from outside it can look good but then when you actually do it it's something else yeah. and i think that's like something that musicians always have to like struggle with because we are always getting funds by people who are not musicians and they kind of have sometimes very unrealistic expectations. Yes. And I'm like, okay, uh, how, how, like, I, I even notice it when I have clients that wants me to play for weddings, for example, because they always have this kind of funny thoughts that they're like, could you play the Beethoven Seventh Symphony? I'm like, I'm one cello. <laughs> I, I can play the shuffle part, but you know, I cannot. <laughs> it's getting boring. Yeah, I, mean, I cannot replace 50 instruments. I mean, I'm flattered that you, you think that I have the opportunity of this. I mean, I have a loop station, but it only has three channels, <laughs> so it's going to be hard, you know. I can do my best with Pashabelle, but... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, of course, it's hard to know that if you're not in the system, but sometimes we have to, like, speak up for ourselves. And I think sometimes musicians maybe are a little bit bad at that because we are so used with authorities. We are so uh, yeah. used to just follow blindly our yeah. masters yeah. and like, okay, I, I salute you, master. And sometimes we have to think for ourselves. I always like, there was this Swedish monk, um, uh, he's called the Björn Natiko Lindeblad. 
and he was a uh, like a monk in Thailand and he says you shouldn't believe everything you think and I think that's <laughs> a really like nice thought mm. because sometimes you have to like challenge truth like is it really truth mm. and my um, I have a teacher when I was a small in high school he always says that don't believe everything that is true so i think i'm like maybe maybe it's because my mother is like a hippie or something <laughs> she was a 70 hippie but i'm always like challenging the authorities and i'm like is this really yeah do i really have to do this yeah. do i really want to do yeah. it why am i doing this yeah so i mean it, it's also what we do when we play and we practice because yeah. we always have to challenge challenge like our abilities yes but sometimes we don't do that when someone else is telling us stuff and sometimes we have to to do that. I think. Yeah, I think it's healthy. And also, all the possibilities that we have today, uh, with like this recording, listening to others, and looking at others. I mean, we had this library in in Arika in Sun, yeah. and I went up and listened to these recordings. Uh, so that was a thing to do. To, you you couldn't hear it. Uh, like on your mobile no. phone, you couldn't mm. listen. You couldn't, yeah. Yeah, to take so the every, time. Yeah, you had to take the time and to concentrate, and that I think is so good. And also, one more thing that I really feel so sorry for so many students that they, in a way, compare themselves so much that they take some, they take, take uh, the edge of uh, the edge of their own well-being. Just, just as back to this. Just breathe in and sing. Mm. And you don't need to, oh, is it good? Is it bad? Just sing. Yeah. Because when you just sing, you practice. And also just to be in the music, with the music, sing in the choir. Don't compare yourself so much with others. But take in the people you have around you to support you or to get inspired. Yeah. Of course. Nowadays, it's so many, as you say, YouTube, or you could see so many and you say, oh, no, it's no, it, I will never be that good. Yeah, you will. I think, I mean, what you're saying now is super interesting. I'm thinking that maybe it's like they create this false reality of we and them that is either them or me. Yeah. And I think that's a lie mm. because I think there is enough people in the world for everyone to have someone that wants to listen to them. Mm. And I think that's also why we don't like people have this... You know, they have this, they create a reality that we cannot, it's hard to be a musician, you cannot work with it. But I say that, of course, it's hard if you are, oh, everyone is trying to get the same audience. If everyone wants to play in the Blue Hall in Stockholm, then it's hard. But why should, like, there is also people who want to listen who doesn't uh, go into the Blue Hall. Yeah. The, and why can't they be your audience? Mm. They, they are, I mean, does it really matter where you are singing? I mean, for me, it doesn't matter. I, I've been in the most incredible places with the most amazing like acoustics and maybe it's born. Maybe it's uh, uh, in a boat, a houseboat yeah. on the mass in Maastricht. <laughs> I mean, it can be anywhere and you find these beautiful places where it's just amazing and people love it. And I, I mean, if it's not Carnegie Hall, I don't care. I mean, find your audience and it's not a... It's not about me and them, and it's not about me and other cellists, because I am really good at being Petronella, mm. I think. I mm. mean, no one else is as good as me being myself, I guess. So that's like, if you try to be like someone else, it's very hard because then you have to compete against them. Yeah. But uh, I think if you're not trying to compete with them, because you have your personality, especially with singing, I mean, yeah, 
because you have your voice. I mean, no one has the vocal cords that you have. No, no one has the body that you have, uh, the muscles. But uh, I don't know where it comes from. Like, wh- where does it start? It is yeah, and you got. I got a thought. Yeah. As I said in Arvika, uh, all this just on stage. Do it. Oh, I failed. I do it back next week. Yeah. So every time you get on stage, then you l- learn something new about yeah. yourself, and that. We have all these concerts at the uh, Royal College of Music in Stockholm, but many when they 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 don't want to, they don't want to because oh no, I have to study one more year. Yeah. Now I'm exaggerating, and then I say, man, but just go to a church, ask if you could sing uh, on a Sunday two songs, or just meet the audience, meet people that you should communicate with, and as I say, that's your platform. You have to. See, oh, I'm maybe I'm too nervous. Maybe I have to look into myself. What makes it f- bad? Yeah. Why do I think it's hard to sing at the Royal College because everyone are critical, or are they? I say, are you critical when you go and listen to your friends? No, I think it's really nice. Yeah, what did you say? Why should they say? Oh, she's no good singer. I could do yeah. that better. It's it's not always about competing. And to make this, I've tried so hard uh, for over 30 years at the college to make people good artists, even though they are going to be teachers. Mm. Because if you're not a good artist and are going to teach people to be artists, yeah. how are you going to do that if you don't know how it is? Yeah. So you have to go on stage, on stage. And I think that makes you a better pedagogue. Yeah, and it does like you have to be your own teacher your whole life, kind of. Yeah. I mean, that's what's And that's really, <laughs> so many students, oh my God, is this my last singing lesson? Mm. But uh, you can take one afterwards also. Yeah. And you have to, but you have to be your own teacher and take the responsibility yeah. of your well-being and your artistic side i kind of uh, have this like philosophy that I, I i kind of like search for i always think that is like a tree trinity i call it you know yeah so it's like the artist it's uh it's the craftsmanship is the artist and the human hmm. and all of them need to be in line because you have to be a, a craftsmanship like some people are really craftsmanship like they have the technique that is like incredible hmm. but maybe they need to work on their artist side Maybe they need to open up more and be able to like expose themselves as an artist. And maybe some of them uh, uh, need to work on the human side. Because if you're not, like if you don't, don't sleep, if you don't eat, if you don't exercise, it's impossible to be the two. Because we have seen in, in du- during the history uh, that some musicians that doesn't take care of the human side, they die very young. Like, yeah. I mean, for example, Cornelius Breswick, a mm. Swedish uh, Dutch uh, one, he died very young. He was like 50, but also like the big rock stars and everything. Like they do drugs and they drink and they don't sleep. And oh, we also have people who uh, take their own lives actually because they really don't feel well. And I think that that's like, it doesn't need to be that way. We don't need to be suffering artists in that way. We don't have to die in, in, uh, <laughs> too early because if you take care of your human side, I mean, in my opinion, you also play better if you have slept mm. and you have eaten. Yes, and you are happy, you know. Yeah, it kind of gives everything becomes mm. a loop that is like positive. But I wanted to talk uh, because you said something about med- meditation and concentration, 
and that's a big trigger for me. Like, how do you do? How do you do to con- concentrate and focus? Like, do you have any like? Okay, what do you do? Do you just like go into concentration automatically, or is it something that just happens, or do you have like something that you do? You said meditation. Mm. This is a hard question because that's not for me. I mean, I've been, as I said, just I couldn't. St- Stop singing. So for me, it was not big deal. Yeah. Uh, so it was just on stage sing. Oh, that didn't work. I didn't mm-hmm. communicate this. Oh, my texting. My text. Text yeah. wasn't so good. So I st- couldn't see the fire in the eyes of the yeah. public. But so, but my focus was uh, hmm, to exercise that much. So your level on this special song, we say Rejoice Handel, yeah. you worked it so much, you have really just breathing, oh, if I get bad breathing, mm. <laughs> where do I take a new one? Yeah. So I had so many uh, skills to do it in many ways, uh, in bad acoustic, in good acoustic, uh, on a bad day, yeah. when you wake up and you are not so happy yeah. <laughs> or the kids mm. uh, are really taking your uh, concentration and you know that I'm going to be a diva in some yeah. hours so I have to go there so I don't know how on spot what what was it mm. I think it was I could rely on my exercise and I was so well prepared so I could have fun on stage yeah. because you always go down some level yeah. and sometimes you race sometimes it gets much better yeah because of you get the adrenaline yeah. uh, the kick of the, the audience to do it and meditation mm, i did i had a student he he couldn't breathe with his stomach i hate to say that but mm. he couldn't get down in his body it was impossible and then one day you had I tried so many things and you say, oh, you could lay on the floor, on the on your back, put your hands on, uh, and it was still up yeah. breathing up here. So I said, turn around. And I, he was on the floor on the stomach yeah. and with the, the head on the side like this. And, I, and then I said, breathe. Yeah. Because then you can't breathe wrong. Mm. That's the best thing. You can't breathe with your chest when you are on your stomach. Yeah. So I started to turn around very many of my students and uh, I said, I want you to do this very, every day. It's like in meditation. Mm. You're going to just breathe in and just do Ooh. And it was not yoga. It was not like hmm. <laughs> but, but to get the air out Ooh. Mm. and listen to your body. I'm breathing in. And when I breathe out, I have this. Yeah. So that, and then they should turn and do it the same, and then sing more like ooh. But yeah. still, it was just ooh. Yeah. Not, I'm not doing any good noises. I'm doing breathing. Yeah. Together with singing. Everything starts there. It's mm. like so that's be, yeah. that's a so go and take a lay down and yeah. start to sing and. And that got me in the mood and really I took it to myself because after the first baby was born, your muscles is not so good. They are yeah. like 
<laughs> so to get them to work again and not use your vocal cords or your um, throat too much because you know I could do this I could do this uh, colature and mm. it was like <laughs> it sounded really then I took these on yeah the headphones and I had borrowed from a, a worker he he worked with the um, roads yeah so it was I couldn't hear oh, any yeah. noise at all yeah. And then I started on the floor and then I raised up and then I did my exercise that I was used to, some you had in your muscle memory. Yeah. And I didn't listen for a week. I, um, he was born in November and yeah. I had concerts in Christmas. Oh, yeah. It was Matthias. Or yeah, Matthias. Yeah. So I couldn't start from the beginning. It was too hard. Yeah. So when it was in the beginning of December, I started and I didn't listen for a week. And then I did like in the middle of an exercise, I just, okay. No good. Oh, my vibrato was horrible. So back in business. Mm. Do it again from the start. Go with your muscles. Listen. Oh, sorry. <laughs> listen. <laughs> listen. Don't listen. Feel. Yeah. How do I connect with my breathing? And how I was standing on my hands. I was doing uh, many things just to get off this. I'm standing still and it should sound really good. Mm. Using jonglering bollar. Yeah, it sounds like an international word. <laughs> yes. Jonglering. You're yeah. throwing balls in the air. Yeah. Uh, I use that a lot. As a circus guy. Yes. Standing on one leg. Do many things for us. As you said, mm. your body, they know, the body knows what to do. Mm. If I had to keep my balance on a balanced plate, I use it a lot today in the, yeah. my um then the body has to connect again with muscles down here yeah. and if you breathe high or tense you will fall yeah so i used that but i didn't so i really experienced so many new things that i then brought into my teaching, teaching and it was it was so good I think it sounds amazing. It sounds like you are a very, very curious person. Mm. That every time you get a problem, you're like, yes, okay, I have to do now it. we have something yeah, interesting here. What can we do? Yeah. Because curiosity seems like, I mean, you have to be super curious to do this kind of outside-the-box thinking. Yeah. To try to connect with your body. And I also have a, a friend who got a child and she had to sing like two months after giving birth. And she said, yeah, wow. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it was six weeks for me. And I was like, oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god yes <laughs> it was really, really terrible but that's a good thing uh when you say it i see i have read some stuff that people written about me and uh, what i've said and that you said that curiosity that's the big teacher why why can't i do this i should could i should yeah but also yeah. like when you said with the concerts that you are trying out and then maybe something doesn't work, then you don't react with like uh, self-hate and destructive thought. You think like, okay, this was interesting. Mm. How can I change this? How can yes. I work with that? Mm. That's uh, like a, a very healthy, I think. Uh, it's easy to go in the destructive mode instead of thinking, oh, this is an opportunity to learn something. Mm. This is something I can uh, change. And oh, maybe my texting wasn't good. I heard a recording. Maybe I can do it better. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to do that with my podcast. Mm, <laughs> it's a yes. with my podcast, and I'm like, okay, Petronella, stop <laughs> saying that word. No to myself. Stop saying that word. Yes. Luckily, I can always edit. Yes, <laughs> yes. 
that's really I so it's uh so every i've had my moments of uh problems uh my voice has always been with me but i had really uh it went right into the wall i didn't yeah. know mm. uh, and i had pneumonia oh. i lost my voice and uh, couldn't sing i mean that was my way of teaching I, I sang into my students yeah. bodies so they should feel relaxed singing but then i couldn't and i had to talk about it yeah. and then i got new ideas because i had, couldn't use my tools so i had to find new mm. and i also uh, as you do now think you know i uh, do massage and i use that in my room with yeah. my students to take away tension and finding where is the most tense place on the singer's body it could be anywhere when i started work at royal college after some years i could hear how they went into my room how they took oh. in the open the door did you hear which person it was or how they which mood they were oh because I knew I'm expecting this person. Mm. And then I knew, okay, she's broke up with her boyfriend. She is, uh, haven't slept, uh, or she has some, or he, yeah. some issues. And then I could see, I can't start this lesson like, now breathe in, breathe out, yeah. do this, la, 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 la. I had to start another way. And then maybe I just went back and hold my hands on the back. I mm. couldn't feel, okay, it's, really tense here at the shoulders uh, often yeah. because of its as you know they yeah. so i started using that a lot and i have been doing doing that for all my life with yeah. people i'm a man people and the person who touch people a lot yeah and that's you're alone a lonely person is not a strong person yeah we are like animals pack animals yeah we need yeah. to be together we have to be together and like you shouldn't put a baby in a room without this baby hearing your your breathing then it feels like where am i i'm am i yeah so to be close is very very important and you should know that yeah uh, and also if you are single person and you're not the person who will give hugs or take hugs. And now in these days, you can't. Uh, if a teacher put just a hand on your back, it likes, oh, I have a back. Yeah. We are all so much in front. Our uh, We meet the audience with yeah. our fronts, with our eyes and gestures. And we forget the back. And the yeah. back is so important for your breathing. So that you are a whole body. Yeah. So I say, if you stand on stage, you should think that I'm Jesus. Yeah. And so many pictures of him is like he stands and he holds out his hand, like a, I'm really yeah. ready to hug you all. And that means that he takes in his back. Yeah. It's not like, here am I. No. It's like, I relax, I go back, come to me. Yeah. And that's a good thing for an artist. I go there. And you go there. We meet in the middle. Yeah, that's communication, and that's a good art history. And also, you will feel maybe more safe because you are like not only like, but because it's a bit like a protection mode that you have your front. Mm -hmm. You can see everyone, mm -hmm. but I really actually to be able to turn your back to them means that you will be kind of uh, like secure. Mm -hmm. 
But I also think it's really important, like sometimes just to do the opposite, you know? Yeah. Like you were saying, like mm -hmm. just lying on the stomach instead yeah. of the back. You know, the opposite thinking, like what will happen if you turn the airplane around and drive it from the other side? Yeah. I mean, the good news is that you can see the ground really close, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, just to think the opposite, like what will happen if I do the opposite? Yeah. I mean, that's something that I, uh, when I train people mentally, when they are very nervous, I always tell them like, ah, congratulations, you're really good at getting nervous. Then mm. if you do the opposite, you will be really good at not getting nervous. Yeah. Because nervous is something you make yourself. Mm. And they're like, what? Mm. I, it's my fault. It's like, yeah, yeah you're so making so. yourself nervous <laughs> if you're thinking catastrophic thoughts. Yes. <laughs> so stop doing that. Yeah. Start thinking good thoughts because it's as likely as 50% chance that you will do it super good also. Yeah. But most people don't think about that because we are like, our reptile brain is like yeah. thinking about the tigers in the bush mm. and that used to save us. Mm. But there's also maybe 50% chance that there's no tiger in the bush. Maybe there are blueberry. That will give us yeah. nutrition. But you, you are so young and uh, <laughs> <laughs> but young and wise, and you do this part. Um, hmm. Oh my God! I lost the question. I had a good question for you. Yeah. Nowadays, we talked about this not now a lot that you could compare yourselves to so many people and artists, and you have all these talent shows. And I have nowadays so much more meeting with meetings with students that they they are so they are so bad in their psyche yeah <laughs> i have never had so many if, if you say 10 years ago it could be a, yeah one or two in about 50 students i have each year in yeah. s singing lessons that could have this yeah anxiety yeah anxiety but now it's so many more yeah so we have a large problem at the Royal College and I think every college has yeah, this definitely. and you have to face it uh, and then as I say and I get sometimes oh I'm so old why do you do this to yourself just eat some good breakfast practice and have fun yeah. it could be hard so hard but yeah it is and so I wonder where where are we going? What should we do as teachers? Yeah. How do we react on, on that kind of... Because um, also, like you tell us now, like you're more than a teacher. It's not like a normal teacher who comes into the classroom and says, hi, goodbye, uh, good morning. <laughs> Today we are going to learn about grammatic, English grammatic, or we are going to learn about he, she, and it. It's not like that. Uh, it's not something that you can do like a quick fix for the group because uh, musicians are always one-on-one -on -one with their teachers at least in in the level that you are teaching in it's only choir practice and stuff like that that is in group i mean i also notice like when i have students that maybe i am the only person that is grown up that they meet that they can talk to yeah and that half an hour is so precious yes. and like if someone bullied them in school or something happened it's such an important moment to have a, a grown-up who is not sitting with the phone, who is not doing it. I'm just there with them. I'm just here for them in that moment. I also have grown-up students who comes to me and maybe their boss was super bad to them that day and they are like having stress problems and just, I mean, it's like a therapy session. I mean, I'm people talk about music therapy and stuff like that and I, I am positively convinced that that's what I'm doing and everyone else is doing as a music teacher as well because learning an instrument is so much more than just, it's not 
on going to music classes. You are you are developing your personality mm. because you learn to concentrate. You learn to reach goals. You learn to practice. You learn to study. Like that's why I mean, your son is a perfect example. Like he's a doctor, and there is so many people who did music who are doctors or engineers and like really high educated person because they kind of could use the skills that they learned in music to become really good at something else as well. Yeah, and also like. Of course, I'm very taught, partly in this. I mean, music is like activating your brain more than anything else. Like they did test when like they scanned the brain. There's a beautiful TED talk about this where they like scanned the brain when people did sport, they were painting, they were doing actor classes and everything. But nothing activates the brain like music. It's like a big like disco inside there. And it's also like why music can prevent Alzheimer's and like help people with Alzheimer's and dementia because it doesn't get affected. Like when I worked in a caring home here very closely, uh, when I was studying, I was saying for my uh, for my patients because they get super scared when you're gonna shower them and they don't understand what is happening in the morning when someone just walk into the room. They go, Barney, like. I went, like, I, they taught me what, how to do this. So we went into every room and put on the radio. So they were waking up to their favorite music. And then we went in and like, good morning. And then if they needed to shower, we were like singing uh, the children's songs, like Pippi Longstock songs or, you know, like all these kind of old goodies. And we had one he loved even talk a lot. So I was like, damn, like when we showered him, for example, because it was a trigger for him that he was calm and he was like focusing on the music so much. Mm. And it's like you said, music can take another level when words are not enough. Then music comes in Mm. and people can kind of understand without saying a word. You understand. And that's also what I do. I sing a lot of Swedish songs in the Netherlands. They have no clue what I'm singing about. But it doesn't matter because they understand what it's about. <laughs> and you have so many songs in from yeah. Sweden, folk songs in minor. Yeah, amazing. I love it. Yes, but it, it's amazing because we have on our farm, uh, we rented out some some houses. Mm. And so we learned know, about 40 families mm. and many came back. So 20 of the families were really close friends from Germany, from Holland, from different parts from England and we was we were trying to sing songs together uh, Oh Tannenbaum was the only one song yeah. that the people from German could sing because they had not this our tradition yeah they couldn't they couldn't and but this is a, you have to know some song not only congratulations yeah. or no 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 and then people asked me about this minor singing mm. and they loved it I think it's a way of expressing beauty, you know, like this. Is it? Or is it melancholy? (laughs) In the winter, you write songs and uh, they are like, oh, it's dark and boring. (laughs) I mean, that's what I always say to to the audience. I say that, yeah, I mean, it sounds very sad, but the text is very happy. Like, for example, Ute Borhage, Out in the Fields. It's a very nice song and it's it's actually kind in E minor, e minor mm. but it is it's not that bad. I mean, from the beginning, it's a recipe for abortion. But yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah. Okay, maybe that's sad, but I mean, it's it's not that sad. Like it's like if you want to have fun in the in the fields with me, <laughs> come and eat some flowers. Yes, and it will be fine. No baby, no baby. required, <laughs> sort of. But uh, yeah, 
Yeah, it's interesting with with music how how it can express in the different language of the, each city. Like yeah, in the Netherlands you have this kind of carnival music, which is very happy and like bam bam bam, like really really annoying. But, <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, it's good to drink too, I guess. But mm. uh, it, it especially says a lot, and they are a bit jealous of our folk music, of course. Like, um, but maybe we are good at preserving here in Sweden. We are like preserving. We like to the old things. We have to preserve things. Mm. And uh, some countries are more like looking into the future and, and forward. And I think Sweden uh, might be a little bit like, oh, it was better before, you know, in the old days. We like to think back to the golden yeah. ages. But actually things get better. And I think that's kind of also a thing in the universities and, and music education. That, mm. you know, everything was so good when Beethoven was alive. But I was like, no, in Beethoven's time, I wouldn't even be able to play cello because women were not allowed. No. And we always have this discussion between uh, like... It was better before, but I'm like, come on, things developed. Like we know so much more about yeah. the brain now than we ever did. Yeah, but, but we need to use that in our education. Mm. We need to use that things, and we have to we have to redesign the education because it's not it's not relevant to the society that we have now. Our our education hasn't changed that much compared to how much the society has changed. So we have to follow the yeah the wave. That's very important to be with our one foot in reality. <laughs> yeah. And but a small thing is that's also my oh I can't f- even find the word in Swedish but I think that everyone should have some history in their bodies as you said mm. uh, when you reach these elder people by singing they could relate to their childhood or yeah. to something good and um, when when I st- have my students with all these issues I say please sing. Sing some songs from your childhood. And nowadays, they don't even know these songs because mm. it's, it's something that happens now that's not so good. But because if you can do this easy singing, easy sing a person's life, like Emil Glonneberg, mm. yeah. he, he describes what he's doing and you don't think, oh, I'm going to sing. Mm-hmm. I'm just singing. I'm just yeah telling a story through through singing <laughs> yes <laughs> oh my god and also Torb Felin all these Bellman yeah he was really with one foot in the classic music and one in the folklore yeah. uh, listen to people and could tell about stories uh, tell the stories about but the, the king and yeah. so now I try hard to say you have to sing one Cornelis, one song of this, really many more. Yeah. So so you could get this forward to your children that we have this platform that we, co- we come from. Yeah, to grow from. Yeah, and Midsummer and Christmas, they're the same uh, songs that you dance to. Yeah. Uh, and th- that's our history and it's in ourselves, in our body. Now people do too much of this. I just want to new, do the new development, yeah, but you can't forget your history. Yeah, and many people listen to this history pod, yeah, <laughs> and are now like, oh, it's so interesting. Yeah, yeah. it's when Napoleon he was the, the man who made the uh, how to the streets in the in the cities. Yeah, yeah, he, uh, he constructed the the roads. Yeah. 
And he also put the Swedish king on the throne. That's why he's called um, uh, Bernadotte. Yes, <laughs> that's right. So you get ah and mm and ah. Yeah. So I, I would put something in one hand and then do the new things with yeah. the other. So you always have to balance all of this, I think. Don't forget. Don't forget your history. Yeah. I think it's like, um, I mean, what I am searching for in this podcast is like that you can look how other other people did it and mm. how people did things and how they are doing stuff. And then you can like take what you think is uh, useful for you and then you can use yes. it for doing something yes. else, like doing something that is personal connected to you. Mm. Because I'm, that's what I'm doing with um, the Cornelius program, for example. I'm I'm wanting to write my own songs. But I know that Cornelius, he started with listening to a lot to Bellman and his yeah. first concerts were just Bellman songs and his first CDs was Bellman songs because he was really like learning how Bellman did it. Mm. And then you learn from someone who did it before mm. and then you like kind of, okay, he, he uses this structure in the chords, he uses these kind of rhymes, which is really amazing. Oh, maybe I can use it the same. Oh, actually his, his grammatic words are not perfectly. Because he says words that you shouldn't use. You were like following the grammatic structure or the the academic, the Swedish academy in, in words. But it works perfectly because it rhymes. So it's great music. So I kind of, I really like to go back and look how people do it. That's also why I started the podcast. Because I'm like, how is people doing this? How is people living from music? How are people teaching their students? I want to learn more because maybe I can use some of it in my own life. You know? mm. Because we can learn so much from each other. Which also brings me back because I want to know how you went from graduating from the school to your working life, like that kind of period, because that's a really interesting period in every musician's life. Yeah, I made all these concerts uh, while I was a student, yeah. nearly every week and in the weekends. And then I got my graduation, the first one in Ar- from Arvika. Yeah. I searched, I applied for 20 different jobs and I got 15 oh. without any interview Wow! and that was also what I was going to say this new reform where, where I started mm. this education my school it was like we see that we had these church musicians and they had church on Sunday and then they have music teaching and mm. they were not so pedagogic mm. or they were really mm, not so good that's why they saw we need to higher the level in this teaching, yeah. uh, in music, the subject music in the school, because it's a very important. So that's why this was doing with all these subjects. You should know everything to teach everything. And so it was so many not educated people in the country. Yeah. So when we were examined, we had so many things to choose. So. I chose to work in Vatstena. Mm, beautiful city. Yes. Uh, it was one year because she was having a child, the one who had. Yeah. Uh, so I had this meet first start on a very high level. You said that you're, you're like challenge, mm-hmm. very curious. And I was like, oh my God, but I want to be here. But I was not a good teacher. People say afterwards that I was, but I think it was more about my personality, maybe, because I was maybe a good listener or or something and a good singer. So they could just listen and copycat. So I was doing that. And then two years more at the gymnasium in Mjölby and Motada. And then I applied again to Stockholm. 
and then it was this on top of my education yeah the first so i was just singing yeah. and i was singing jazz and classic and no one had done that before elizabeth melander doc yeah okay we, we are really so yeah. like each other she's in the south of sweden so and people said you can't do that you can't sing classic and you can't sing jazz it would be no good either of them mm. but i think i was quite good yeah. I, i was not a big star so that was so i just continued as you said i worked i sang the yeah and summers I, we had the tours in church yeah of course and uh, my um, boyfriend who became the father of my children yeah. he was a fantastic pianist mm-hmm. And then we had Peter Söderlund also yeah. on flutes. Yeah. So we had this trio, and that was really. We worked so hard to get good level, and to, as you said, be our own teachers. Yeah. Together, it was really good. I remember. I remember it because <laughs> I don't know if you remember, but uh, actually, my first memory with you was uh, I was seven years old, and you were singing in the church of Skolderudkyrka. Here, the Church of Skolderud here, and actually my father was being buried because he got cancer and he died when I was seven, and you were singing uh, "So Länge Skutan Kan Gå." Mm. Uh, it's a very beautiful Swedish uh, talk song, and uh, Peter was playing on the flute. Yes, um, that's all I remember. I, I mean, I was seven, but that's my first remember of you, mm. and you sing this song, and I still have it so strong in my memory. Mm. Of course, it was a big like thing. For, it was a very hard moment for me, but that's the first moment for me, and it really meant like so much. Uh-huh. My sister, like the first thing she said when I said I'm gonna interview Gumbrit, and she's like, "Oh, she's singing at the, our father's funeral." You know, mm-hmm. she has such a clear memory of it. But it really like it's in the small things the big changes lie. So maybe like you were building up your career at at the same time you were studying mm-hmm. and that's really important to have like both working life and study time at the same time yeah. because you're building up your career at the same time yeah. i think most people or a lot of students in my experience they say i'm going to do that later when yeah. i'm better yes <laughs> because they're always waiting for the next step yeah but there is always an audience that can be applied to your level mm-hmm. in music playing like even my students who are like beginner cellists yeah. They can play for some people and they will enjoy it, yeah. Because music, like there is an audience for everyone, mm. and for every level there is an audience. Mm. And some people listen with their heart, and some people listen with their mind. Mm. And it's actually like they did they they did studies, and people who are educated in music they listen with their brain more because they did like these scans, yeah, mm. uh, and it's different parts of the brain, like the analytic uh, analyst, uh, like analytic part of your brain is more active when you're a musician. Mm. But I mean, it's natural; it's our working space. I'm sure that if you put an engineer in front of uh, another engineer, they will also have an analytic side, watching or, or you know working when they are uh, showing the designs. So I think that's normal. But find people who want to listen to you when you play. <laughs> that's yeah. the most like mm. I don't know basic thing. I think also that we have distinguished between uh, like the story that you tell from your life, and uh, I think it's important. But how did you end up teaching in the school that you were? Studying in, yes, <laughs> that's like a big yeah. step, no? But I have a, a yeah, <laughs> that's big. <step. laughs> um, first, I want to say uh, one thing that I also really, really interview my st- students at the first moment and meet them. Mm-hmm. And that now I'm talking of the Royal College. Yeah, I have st- 
small students here from nine years old up to 90 in like here in Dorsland. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But the first thing I ask them is I want to know what your expectation on me are and what you're good at. Mm. And some, not so seldom, they start to cry. Oh my God. Because there's no one on the way back to the Royal College who asked them what are good at. Mm. Because it's always what you want to learn. Yeah. Uh, what What's your problem? But I, I start always with the good things. And you can start with a good song. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, from there, you could develop. Yeah. You don't need to start down there to be good or better. Yeah. You should see your strength. Yeah. And, oh, I get so angry with all this. <laughs> and then I also say, and what are your identity? I have had so many good singers and they say, I'm just going to be a teacher. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We take that again. Mm. And how are you then supposed to be a good example for your students or your pupils? Mm. If you are, you don't have the identity of a musician, mm. you have to have the identity. Am I a singer or not? Yeah. So I sometimes that may be not so good. I force them up on stage. Mm. Because, as you say, I take it later when I'm done, mm. when I'm good enough. No, you will not never be good enough. Mm. You will, you are the person that you are, and you could communicate music on every level. Yeah. And you could really be start to cry when you hear someone maybe singing out of tune, but with their heart and yeah. with their body. That's my big goal with my students. So they have to find their identity. Otherwise, I don't think they should study yeah. or be a singer or even a teacher because if you're not in your body when you communicate music, then why should you? Yeah. Is it your choice or your parents or mm. your expectation that made you this? So how did I start to be a teacher? Hmm. I started in 87 and I was a teacher there from 88. Um, because I was the bridge between classical music and other stuff. And it's not, it was not like clear jazz, scat, it was that I did all this visa, mm. folk music, and I didn't put this on, on under the, the table, table yeah. that I did it. Uh, my really old professors, they thought it was oh so bad but i thought it was good so, so i started the that they were criticizing yes. you was my the thing God, that it made took you 15 years to ex be accepted by mm. my colleagues oh. some of them could see it so, so i have it was like them and it was me and then i had someone mm. who were a little bit younger and maybe not so conservative yeah. they didn't see oh if you sing a jazz tune, your voice will be destroyed. No, I don't think so. So then I was this bridge yeah. and I built up students who came to me private and then asked for to have me as a teacher. So in 93, I got this Position, job. Yeah. yeah. That's really like, how do you handle, because it's hard when educated, acknowledged people are going against you. How did you handle that? Like, do you have any tricks for like, jealousy and when people say bad things about you and especially like if someone says bad things about your voice it's so personal like it's like they are attacking your body yeah it is the the last thing you say then i could cry a lot but when i got this 
question yeah. the when they questionize everything you yes. do. Yes. Then I got it like then I put up my chin. Uh, like Tommy Sherbay, we are very much alike. <laughs> I know that. Um, and then I just challenged. Mm. And I, yeah, I think that it's not good to be angry. That's a bad thing for your body. <laughs> so I've been learning a lot of this, but I was really angry, and that helped. And I tried all, all the time to see. But this student, she can sing Bach, and she can sing this. Listen. Mm. Because I did that. Why shouldn't she? Yeah. Or he? So they accepted me slowly and saw that I was the most popular teacher at school. Yeah. So they had to. Yeah. I, I was their problem. They, yeah. <laughs> they, they were their own problem. Yeah. Because, I mean... Afraid. Yeah. And curiosity said that. Mm. That's so important in your life. But also these fears. The fear make people bad. Yeah. Yeah, scared and saying stupid stuff. And it's also hard, like, do you also feel jealous sometimes, like yourself? No. Other people? No. That's so nice. Sometimes I say, shoot her, when I listen to a song, singer. That's mm. so good. <laughs> yes. But I don't mean it. <laughs> no. You think I'm you're a big no. <laughs> going out in the forest. Yeah, but I hear, I hear so many, often people who says, oh my God, and then, then it's not professional. It's the audience people, so... They like music and they mm. say, oh, she's singing out of tune and he is doing that. And say, what? Mm -hmm. And I don't, I, I can't hear. And I, of all people, should hear all these small yeah. nyans. But uh, I hear so much more, I think. I, I said it to my daughter. I have so, like Anna, a student who have, she's now a big singer, jazz singer. And when she comes here for, to listen, to have a lesson with me, I'm always... Then I'm meditating mm. before, thinking through what are we going to attend to now. Yeah. You're so good. You don't need me. You don't need me. Mm. She needs someone to, to sing. Yeah. yeah. And then I think I'm so bad. I will not teach her anything today. That's very bad. So I go back to myself and say, yes, you can. And then we meet. And nowadays, my right ear is not that it was. I've had very yeah. many singers in my yeah. right ear. <laughs> yeah. So I'm I'm getting old and I'm getting like, oh, just think if I can't be that good teacher because I hear everything. I, I mm. really hear what you think when you sing. Yeah. Because I have had all this experience for so many, many, many years. I started as a teacher when I was 18, as a singing teacher, yeah. long before I knew what I was doing. And uh, then we communicate and then I, I don't listen. I just feel. Mm. And that can no one take away from me. I don't have to have here all these overtones no. anymore. Because I can see how she pronounces the words. And, and then it's, it's magic yeah. of all this experience. And, and that I will give to you. You will have this you too. When you, as I said, you see the student in the room and you don't just know. Mm. Today it's not skates. Today it's massage, and you have to cry. Yeah. And now we can start the lesson. Yeah, I think it's wow. It's super good. <laughs> what have you as my teacher now? <laughs> it's amazing. But I mean, it's it's just so so healthy. I think, and it's also to be be able to see someone's soul when they sing. My old cello teacher, my cello professor, that was also in the podcast. He uh, 
he could see people's he can see people's souls when they play he doesn't need to talk to them he he just knows exactly who they are just by listening to their playing mm-hmm. and like that's just such amazing thing to be able to see the good things in people because it's so easy to see the faults but to be able to see the good things yeah. and being able to expand the good stuff in people mm-hmm. that's how you make them good good people and, and good students and good musicians because you want to focus like you don't go in your garden watering the weed unless you're in your Dutch and you have weed in your garden but I mean if you are a Swedish person it's illegal here so then you are going to the roses you're going to the flowers the beautiful things the things that you like the strawberries you're watering them and the weed you take away and you're like okay this is not important and throw it in the trash but if you're always like watering the weed and focusing on all the bad stuff, you're creating them bigger and giving them too much yeah, attention. Yeah, exactly. And it's just like, I don't know who said this kind of God and uh, symbolic thing. It was not my own creation, but I think it's a very good, like, yeah, it's good. Im- image to have in your head. But I also like that you are like visualizing the lesson before. Mm. Since I think like our mind works off the pictures that we create in our head. Mm. And if you create a picture of what is going to happen, like how it's going to look, how it's going to feel, then it's more easy when you actually do it because then you are going to be like, I've been here before. Yeah. Because your brain is so mm. primitive, it doesn't cannot distinguish what is reality and what is like. And fiction. to be open-minded. Yeah. And that's also, I've had some pedagogic lessons with people, as you said, about your cello teacher. You could, you know the person by listening and also by seeing to see the body language that i use yeah in my teaching so much to know before they know what they need yeah and also when we uh, were educated they said yeah and then you start with the breathing and then you do this and then you do that and that and uh, i didn't understand why because you can open your mouth and sing even if you're tired Uh, so I did what the teacher taught me to do met the method, but then I did this method that I have. Sometimes you start with, as I said, a small child song, and you could do it like in ooh, but just to don't be so conservative. Don't find be on the level where you where you meet the people, yeah. meet students, right there. What are your, what is today? Yeah. <laughs> what do we see? What will happen? That's that's why I'm back to Anders. Mm-hmm. Because if I uh, this uh, to have a c- singers in the room was to work with a body and personality together. Yeah. And that's a much more, it's maybe not cha- more challenging than a piano <laughs> teacher. Or I've been teaching guitar. But I feel that that was easier in yeah. a way to teach because you have something between you yeah. and you could as you said focus you could say no your fingers are not right mm. but i can okay see, yeah. you should you should lower your larynx <laughs> or uh, use Relax the mm, vocal yes <laughs> that's mm. really hard and it's hard for the singer too because you can't see it yeah so but these things as i told you to have them that you can't hear yourself in the room just put your fingers in your ears yeah. that's also a good tip yeah. when you have a long phrase and things yeah. doesn't work because as you said but you use attention and think that's the thing mm. uh-huh, uh-huh, I like it. <laughs> they should use to get there from a to b no it's to relax 
and go with the flow. Yeah. So you get this. And then it's good, don't listen. Yeah. <laughs> to uh, maybe sometimes work with only one sense in yes. your body. Like not exactly. always all, all of them. Sometimes the mm. eyes, sometimes ears, sometimes the feeling, the touch, the mm. kinesthetic. Yes. I am wondering now, like, what do you dream about? What's your dream? Because you have quite a amazing career of uh, like behind you. I know you you got the culture prize here in Melrude very recently, so that was congratulations for that. Really amazing, and I know that you are going to start teaching in the local music school here. So yes, I'm really happy to hear that. That that must be like such a wow! What what a treasure to give back to the <laughs> to local. Yeah, I hope so. To have such a teacher that ha- has uh, such an experience behind them. So what is your your dream? I know that you do some concerts and actually I know that you are more than just a singing uh, professor and more and uh, and a teacher. You are also having like an atelier here that is making like beautiful art sculptures and I don't know how how I should uh, describe it's more accurate <laughs> but it's like uh, she she takes like glass and she transforms it to beautiful art. And I have two of them in my house. My mother bought for me. <laughs> that is incredibly beautiful, and I get a lot of uh, compliments for my my art. <laughs> but it's just so creative, you know. And for me, I, I feel like wow, you're made of art, and you have a barn here uh, outside that you also create concerts uh, and a stage for people to perform in. Actually, mm. what is going to happen in the future? I want more money. Uh, <laughs> so, <laughs> all my ideas can. I have one, really as a dream, mm-hmm. and for real, it would be like I won on lottery mm-hmm. and could start with a lot of money a foundation from local musicians. Yeah, uh, that I could really support people you could have some money from me to get your lessons or yeah whatever yeah that's the 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 big dream yeah and the small dream is now to as you said educate young people here local people and still have the one leg left in stockholm uh, and using all these good musicians yeah and inviting them to my barn and have the these concerts on this very high level mm-hmm. um, and also this foundation would be lovely to have so i could get better get you more money mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. people give back give mm-hmm. back so i want this stage and i want this um, garden and yeah. my art i like that because it's more hands-on mm-hmm. i'm not when I sing on stage, which happens, but not so often anymore, I, I'm not doing it like, oh, I have to do this now. Mm. I, it's been there, done that. I've, yeah. I've tried some, this art thing is so nice because it's hands-on. You can see it. Oh, I did this. Uh, and it gets my thoughts uh, free. Yeah. And hopefully I can get this platform for many more people. Mm. see more creative things and maybe from that get money to have the stage for yeah. other people i really love it uh, i i kind of see that development in a lot of musicians like when they are young they always want things want want to take some takes things but when they get older and wiser they want to give something 
Because it's so, I mean, it's amazing to hear someone say, I want a lot of money so I can give it away. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, that's what I've done. I've, yeah. I've, uh, I've saved money for so many years to make this happen. Yeah. So exactly. I, I pay the artists from my own pocket. Yeah, amazingly. Mm. I mean, it's uh, incredible. Like my mother, she called me. <laughs> She's like, Petronella, there is amazing place. There is an amazing place. You have to come. You have to come. You have to go. You, you have to. You have to. You have to play. <laughs> I'm like, okay. I will check this out. And she was like, she heard your daughter sing, mm. Matilda, who is uh, also a song pedagogue, mm. who also studied in Ingesund, mm. uh, who has an incredible voice. Amazing. I mean, wow, super cool. I I was talking her on, on YouTube yesterday. Mm. I can recommend her YouTube channel. So, uh, I, yeah, amazing. And uh, I was like, wow. Shit, man, what is this place, you know? This is just a, a golden mine for art. And I think also, I mean, in my, my experience, people who live in, in, in Sweden at this area, they kind of really want art. So if you offer it to them, they will respond. Yeah. And people in Sweden have a lot of money and they are, I mean, compared to other countries, we say that we are poor, but actually we are not. <laughs> and we have a lot of wealth and we kind of when you get to this level that you have a house you have food on the table you have a work then art is like it's so essential mm -hmm. i mean it's always essential because even if you go to the wildest africa i was in namibia doing some music projects and wow you know the art they have there is it's amazing i mean i i studied for like nine years in the conservatorium different conservatoriums in all of europe and i have never seen art like this never i was like i understand what music is now for the first time in my life, I understand. They don't sing in tune, but it's art. It's amazing. <laughs> it's incredible. Like, I was so amazed. So, um, yeah, I think it's just essential. It's what makes us um, survive. And sometimes people say that, you know, being a hooker or prostitute is the oldest profession in the world. And I'm like, no, it's being a singer. Yes, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> so, damn you, people were yeah. singing before they were yeah. selling themselves. So, And I, singing also has something that you said, not in tune, but you just felt. Yeah. And I've never, ever got so struck by instruments as I have been by someone who sings. Yeah. And that's why you start to cry so often when you hear a singer. And as I said, who just leave this, I'm looking at myself thing and just sing. Yeah. And it doesn't mean that you have to be a good singer. You just feel and it communicates yeah and the music together with the voice is the thing i think yeah and i mean i meet so many students who's like yeah i want to be good i don't know what is good mm. what is good the brain cannot understand what you say i want to sing good like what is good then what is singing good? is the singing dynamic dynamic is it singing in tune is it doing it with an expression what do you want Give me something concrete, mm -hmm. not this kind of vague, I want to be good, uh, feeling good, because sometimes it feels like shit and it sounds amazing, mm -hmm. like we were talking yes. about, and sometimes it feels super good and it's not very good. <laughs> so, <laughs> at least as a cellist, I can yes. I, mean, <laughs> I can feel amazing, but if my shallow is in tune, out of tune or something, you know, oh. there is just no going back. But the shallow is like the most close to the human voice, yeah. except for the saxophone. Yeah, but, uh, that's been my thing. Yeah, I want to play cello and oh. play saxophone. That's exactly. <laughs> so we can exchange here. Yes. But cello is amazing. I mean, I really love it. And oh, it's just incredible. There is so much. I mean, it's a little bit better than the singing because you can 
do it forever. Right? Mm, yeah, <laughs> that's my only thing. Mm. Like the thing is, they can only practice a certain amount of time before yeah. it's not healthy anymore. Mm. And I was like, you can still go on. Mm, yeah, you can. Because <laughs> I bowl. think about Lisa and Yatru. Have you heard them? Uh, no, I haven't. I haven't. Oh, uh, we'll talk about that later. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Cool. It's it's yeah. a pair of yeah. uh, musicians. I had them as uh, students uh, oh. in Stockholm. And Lisa Hummel, she's a singer, and now she sometimes uses the piano. But they started out mm. as a duo, because Yetrit plays a cello, cello and she makes, yeah, they made covers. Yeah. Now they made own songs, of of course, also. Yeah. But uh, that's com- that's a good combination, and I'm looking forward to having you here in my barn. Oh yeah, yes. I'm coming actually. <laughs> and then um, before we leave, I have to first say happy birthday because tomorrow is your birthday. Yes, my you. aunt, my aunt Ingla, she says sends our hello because she's been stalking you on Facebook, and she said you have to tell her happy birthday from me. <laughs> she has a birthday, and yes. I'm like, yeah, yeah, I will, I will tell her. Yeah, so, and happy I have, <laughs> and it's the same day as uh, our Victoria. Yeah, as the, the queen, uh, the not the queen, the future queen of Sweden. The princess, yes, the crown so, princess. So when I was seventeen, my mother came to my room in, in the summer, of course, and she said. Uh, I have no present, but from today, you're going to have um, the, the flag, fi- flag yeah. every, <laughs> every coming birthday. Yeah. birthday. And it was like, yeah. Yeah, so it's for me. You know. it's for me. <laughs> That's incredible. I also want that. Yes. <laughs> I've arranged something with the, <laughs> the Dutch king there. Yeah. But that's uh, incredible. I, before we leave the podcast, I'm also going to... Um, I always ask my uh, my guests to give an advice to uh, a person in the music school, a person in the conservatorium, and a person in uh, like a professional freelancing person. And maybe in your case, we can also uh, make uh, advice for an amateur because I know that you work a lot with amateurs, and also because singing is something everyone can do. You don't need to buy an, an expensive instrument; you have it inside of you. So, how can they make you use of their their instrument that they have. Should we start with the music school? Person? The music school. The future, the future student of Gumbrit. Yes. The future student. Uh, I would start as I said, what are you good at? Yeah. Uh, and what do you want from me? Yeah. Not from yourself. Uh, so I, the best thing is to say to them, sing every day. Yeah. As often as you can, because they are young mm. and um, they can't sing bad if it of course but this it really doesn't happen so just sing mm-hmm. that's a big thing yeah because then you're going to be better yeah that's yes, easy sing that's a big thing we'll make a song <laughs> yes and for a person in the music conservatorium one who wants to apply to the audition for the royal academy here yes experience or um try listen to your buddies play together with people sing together with people so you expand don't go so much into yourself be curious do different kind of music don't say i'm just want to do that mm-hmm. um, because many later on they say why didn't i yeah but as anna and caroline the, that was here with concert yeah. last year they came from this small small part in sweden with very few people and they met jazz mm. uh, in karlstad and it was like oh my god can you do this mm. 
uh, and this, that was their first education and experience. And to play with others, sing with others. That's yeah. the thing I say for that in between. Yeah. Mm. And for a professional or a professional becoming? Have a little bit more fun. Exercise more. Mm-hmm. More than you want. Yeah. Because that's the four or three or five years in your life where you really get to know yourself and your body and your muscle and the memories in the muscle. So when you have bad days, you could be a good singer or a good artist because you have so much uh, experience and so much muscles that connects. When, you know, I'm having a cold, I've even been singing with fever. And uh, I could do that because my body remembered how... Uh, where I could fetch uh, some... Mm. It's maybe like your lowest yeah. level is yes. high. Yeah, it's know? very high. So you don't have these like tops and downs. No. And that's what you do these years. Yeah. Then you ex- take in everything from the first start and in between. <laughs> yeah. And you put it together and say, okay, now I'm going to be my own teacher mm. and my communicator and st- go on stage when but that is a very important because after that you will get family you have to yeah. have some money on the they to will, pay the rent yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you don't have the time now you could exercise three to five hours a day yeah and then you don't yeah <laughs> yes i i do three times a week yeah good <laughs> yes. and for the happy amateur who loves to sing in choirs and everything i would say Put CD on or listen to Spotify or anything, sing. Mm. And here I've done this with all these elder people and I pick up songs that I had from in their youth and then they sing lovely. But when I try out, teach them a new song from this time, it's like, oh my God. And it sounds really bad. But when they sing these songs from Torb and from spring songs, summer songs, Christmas songs that they were brought up with, they f- they have a memory in the body that makes them good. Yeah. And then they can laugh and they can, they have the time here. So that's my best find in your body, yeah. uh, a good memory. And then you will sing better and mm. then you will have it all, the, all your life. I love that. That's a, I think that's a great advice for me as well. <laughs> Good. <laughs> to find something within yourself to, to bring out. Yes. I mean, this is just genius. Mm. Thank you so much for being in the podcast. How was it for you? You were a little bit nervous before we started. Yes. And I'm. Um, You've been barbecued. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like, oh, did I say anything yeah, that was again. good for anyone? <laughs> but I hope so, that, that I'm just a human being. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> trying course, to share. It was really good for me, at least. So, mm. thank you. It, at least for someone, it was a great way. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much.
Master.